Welcome, welcome, welcome to On Deck with Tony and Ken, where we talk about nerdy things that make us who we are. What's good, Tony? I'm, do you know what? So many things are good. So many things are good. Uh, let me Before we get into like the topic of what we're talking about, let's talk about life for a minute. Right now, life oh, could not okay. be better for me right now. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going to the gym regularly, playing basketball regularly. I'm in great shape, best shape I've, I've been in you know, quite a few years. The pandemic did not help. Um, but I'm keeping consistent. My diet is right. Um, other than that, you know, family's family's good. Mum's good. She's she's healthy. She had a. I don't know if I told you, but you know, she had a pacemaker put in. Yeah, you did. You did. So yeah, so she's got a pacemaker put in, and and uh, it's completely helped her situation. So she suffers from a condition known as dilated cardiomyopathy, and essentially what that means is like the the wall of a ventricle, which is a part of your heart. For people that don't know. Um, essentially, like the the wall is, I've, it can be thickened, or the lumen, which is reference to the whole of the ventricle, is uh, extended outwards. All in all, in, all in all, what that means is um, the the heart doesn't pump as efficiently. And uh, she had a she had an episode recently which was like quite quite bad. Um, later, you know, they diagnosed her with um, acute uh, heart failure. So when you hear things like acute heart failure, don't panic. It's essentially acute means kind of like new or short-lived. Not always, but typically speaking, but it's like a, a, a new case of heart failure. When you hear something like chronic, chronic refers to a, a longer period of time. And even with chronic, doesn't always necessarily relate to the severity uh, because you can have an acute condition that's really severe or a chronic condition that's actually quite mild. Uh, my mom's case, her acute episode was quite, quite severe, but it was treated with a pacemaker, and she's she's stronger than she's ever been in a very long time. Doctor Tony, Doctor Doctor Tony, you gotta educate people, man. That's what we're here for, man. The education. Nah, I love it. Uh, yeah. Uh, sound so, sound like a hospital, like in this last five minutes. <laughs> oh yeah, man. Yeah, we should talk about like medical dramas at some point because I absolutely love medical dramas. But um, yeah. And other than that, everything everything is sweet, man. Um, I've been getting back into creativity. I was just before we started the show, I was actually trying uh, in the middle of writing a character bio for one of my characters for the book. Um, obviously, we got plans for the future, and also I've been making quite a few connections recently. Um, two connections today for possible future guests on the podcast. Um, oh yeah. So you know, look out for that in the future. Got big plans coming. You know, things to hopefully expand the show, increase our audience listenership, and maybe introduce the people that are listening to us right now uh, to other people that they otherwise wouldn't be, you know, uh, privy to. So, um, how are things with you, man? Talk to me. What's going on? Yeah, man. Um, well, t- time moves weird when when it's hitting that last half term of school. Mm-hmm. So we're now in the fourth week. We're the start of the fourth week. Three weeks just flew by, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and we're ending the uh, the mid part of we're entering the mid part of this last half term. Yes. So yeah, it's it's been good because I'm I'm getting what I need to get done. Um, you know, the 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 uh, inconsistency of weather is making the kids go a bit loopy. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, no, I'm I'm enjoying it. Um, didn't do too much over the weekend. Helped my friend move his couch. He's moving to Malaysia. Oh wow! Okay. To teach. Yeah, which is a, it's a huge step. Yeah. Like a British guy. Like, but he's like, yeah, I'm sold. I'm, I'm going out there, yeah. and you know, much respect to him. Um, All right, yeah, helped him. Let me ask you something, Ken. What is he yeah, running go. from? Is it a future baby mother that he wasn't ready for? Is it debt collectors? Yeah. <laughs> is it police? Like, what, 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 what illicit 
things is he running from? Malaysia's a very far well, away place to go. It's it's the one thing <clears throat> that we all suffer with, actually. What's that? He's running away from the exuberant pricing of everything in London. Right, right. <laughs> um, so he's going to be going out there to be earning a similar amount anyway. Right. But because it's Malaysia, you know, the exchange rate is better out there. Yeah. Uh, from pound to whatever that they have out there. Malaysian also, dollars. he's going to be getting Malaysian dollars. Yes. Um, he's going to get his uh, free accommodation that is paid for by the school. Nice. Um. Because it's in Malaysia, it's very close to very, very popular holiday destinations. So he's going to be traveling for relatively cheap because mm-hmm. he's on that side of the world. Yeah. You know, so all the things that we want to do and plan to do or, you know, he, he he's getting that mm-hmm. and still getting paid a similar amount. Okay. And he's going to be able to save more because he's not no longer paying for rent and all of that. Yeah. So, yeah, he, he, he's moving out there for almost a better experience on life you know yeah or a different experience in life and you know i have i have so much respect for him okay because i don't know if i could be able to do it mm-hmm. but um he's doing it man he's gonna go teach maths to kids that actually will appreciate yeah the maths, you know um because if people don't people that don't know um and everyone has that one story where they made a teacher cry you know everyone's had that story um and that gives you a good indication of how you know the the culture of education in this country or how kids see education where they are always trying to be a bit malicious and a bit mean mm-hmm. um whereas i know in other countries mate like top top respects top ratings of the teachers and the education system to the point where they, they won't even think to speak off key to a teacher but you get the uk <laughs> or you get london you get england it, it's, it's very different so you kind of have a bit of a thicker skin and um you have to deal with these entitled kids. Right. So I think he's going to get a different side of education. I think he's going to start enjoying it more because, in fact, he might get bored because maybe he might be used to kind of giving it to kids a little bit because they, they're they talking too much rubbish. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, man. Um, Once again, mad respect. Uh, This half-term is moving mad quick. Uh, But as this half-term moves quick, um, new things keep popping up every two seconds on TV and film, mm-hmm. uh, which is going to get into what we're going to be talking about yes. today. Like to the point where you realize that, oh, wow, we're kind of deep into uh, certain things. We're already on episode three of Loki. Right. We're halfway through, you know, um, we're on the second episode of Rick and Morty. Yeah. You know, I don't know how many episodes are going to be on that, but wow, it's already two weeks just gone for Rick and Morty, three weeks for, for Loki. Um you know, spoiler alert, that's what we're talking about today, right? Yes. <laughs> but uh, no, no, like, it, it, it's so good to know that, you know, we. Om- I almost have something new to watch when I come back from work on almost every single day of the week, you know? That's pretty sweet. Which is, which is great. It's pretty sweet. We're, you know? we're so, spot for choice yeah. at the moment. And obviously Very. us uh, speaking to you uh, is the opportunity not only to celebrate this, you know, this this age of nerdism where... Every, everything can be turned into a passion, right? And, you know, so many, so many things are being produced now, TV shows, movies, and comic books, whatever. And there's so many avenues uh, to enjoy yourself. But when there's so much stuff, it's hard to sift through the garbage. We're here to have a little discussion with you guys, tell you our perspective on some of these things. Um, and hopefully you can find something that you enjoy. And maybe we can steer you clear from uh, things that you might not enjoy, which is... Uh, that's what's what's no, what is that thing that they in storytelling where it's like you're kind of predicting the future within the story is foreshadowing right 
Am I correct in that? Telegraphing, foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. Yes. So that what I just said there is foreshadowing for, for later in the episode. You'll find out why later. But um, before we get into it, Ken, I want to say one thing. For all of you listening out there, we appreciate you. You people that have been actually sticking with us on a week-to-week basis, um, you are the real MVP. Like our listenership is quite small at the moment. We're hoping, you know, through time uh, we can expand. But it's only off of the backs of you listening to us and uh, being evangelist and getting our name out there we haven't got big budget in terms of marketing and all of that stuff maybe one day uh but we hope that you stick with us but do us a favor if you're new to the show and listening and you haven't subscribed or followed on any platform that you listen to click on that little button click on the like button click on the retweet button and tweet us out there on instagram it's not difficult if you're on soundcloud it's that little arrow circular button click on that link it to your twitter and just tweet us out we really do appreciate what little you can do it helps us grow and uh if we grow it means we can do more for you and my dream is to do all kinds of dope stuff in the future i don't want to allude to it just yet but let's just say some people might be getting t-shirts that's all i'm saying that's what i'm saying okay tony okay but let's get straight into it little merch merch a little merch merch a little bit of merch merch i mean you know if you're lucky you might just get a hoodie or a cap Ooh, (laughs) saucy saucy now anyway uh first thing we're going to talk about ken we're going to talk about loki i'm going to actually do uh a little recap of episode one and two and this is just basically off of memory right so episode episode one of loki so let's break down loki what is loki really about so loki is uh, one of the new Marvel shows on Disney Plus where it focuses on the villain Loki. Now, I say the villain Loki, this show actually does something where it explores the idea of not only being a villain, but the purpose of the villain and being written within a story to serve that purpose. Now, obviously, for people that are familiar with the MCU and Loki, you know the deal. Uh, my na- a maniacal, um, powerful being from Asgard believes himself to be uh destined to rule earth he gets that sorely sorely wrong when he goes up first against his brother thor then later when he uh you know they get together with the avengers he gets slapped about and through time you see he's just kind of been you know a bit character you know in thor in thor 2 which is thor was that the the dark world he's mostly in his he doesn't do anything he does a few mischievous things but ultimately by the end of that you see that um he actually tricks everybody into believing that he's odin then going to thor ragnarok uh obviously thor finds out straight away that odin does not appear to be who he is and it's loki and they go on this like incredible space road trip uh to one to find they end up finding the incredible hulk they get close as our brothers only for loki to die at the end of uh spoiler alert uh by the hands of thanos um at the beginning of i believe it was infinity war am i correct ken it was infinity war that loki dies yeah okay it was now the interesting thing about this right the events of for the last time for the last for the last time no no trickery there there's no illusions he's the master of illusion but he could not get round those tight fingers of uh of thanos um but what's interesting is that where this show takes place is where it leads off in Endgame. So for all of the people that watch Endgame, uh, and for the people that haven't, spoiler alert, duck out now. Uh, But in Endgame, it's all about time travel. Uh, 
the heroes of our, of our story, the Avengers, they go back in time to try and rectify the events of today where everybody got snapped out of existence. Now, one of those things was to actually try and get the Tesseract, which is the Cosmic Cube, during the events of the first Avengers movie. Now, they do that, but actually make a massive mistake. And the Loki of that period, who has freshly been defeated by the Avengers, gets the Cosmic Cube. And this is where the show starts. You see that Loki get the Cosmic Cube and disappear. And he zaps himself into the desert. Now, you would think all is gravy. He's got away scot-free, but he's messed up the timeline. That leads to this organization known as the TVA, the Time Variance uh, authority, I believe, or agency, authority, I believe. Um, yeah. They come in and say like, whoa, 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 bro. Like, just to let you know, you wasn't supposed to be here. You're messing up the timeline. They didn't actually sound like that. But for sake of this story, I will talk like this. Remember those poet poetry like things you used to see? I was see? about to snap my fingers. I was about to snap my fingers. You remember that like back in the 90s, like anytime they'll show a poet preach, preach. and like the, the guy will be reading the poetry. It's like, when I was a young a boy, <laughs> I would dream of times when I would ruminate upon trees of the future and the past i will see Preacher. your beauty flowing with the tree anyway i digress back to loki so he's been uh captured by the time variance uh, authority and they let him know it's like okay so this is a situation we've collected you because you're not supposed to exist as you are now you have created a variance in the timeline what that means is for any time in human history where somebody was not supposed to do what they were supposed to do that you know by the edict of the time authority it creates a diverging timeline and once upon a time these timelines led to this massive time war where everything was like this spaghetti mess of random timelines intersecting and weaving and it was chaos so the what are they the time elders that what are those three guys called they got some generic sounding name what is time lords uh, that's from doctor who don't steal that that's a lawsuit waiting to happen <laughs> um, the three guys that control the, time, uh, the, the sacred timeline. The the the, the 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 time trio. That's called them that. The time trio. The time boys. Um, the time boys basically decide like, hey, this is how time. No, no, time keepers. They're the time keepers. I prefer the time boys. We'll call them the time boys. Their mother called them the time boys. Once upon a time, when they were boys, they are the. What t- in the boy band is going on here, man? <laughs> they are the time boys. Anyway, so the time boys decide right. that this is how time is supposed to go. This is the natural flow of time. We know the past, the present, we're working out the future. If you deviate from that, you are known as a variant. So at this point, Loki is a variant. Now, he's educated on that and he's told like, you got two options. We can delete you, which is very easy for us to do because that's what we'd be doing to whole timelines. Whole civilizations that go through time where they are variants, like billions of people, we, we just kind of erase it because that's not what we're supposed to go down to bring it back to normal. We can do that or or you can be a productive uh, member of society and, or time society, work for the time boys, work for us and actually capture a few, uh, a few variances, one of which is you. And it's like, dum, 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 what's going on? Wait, I'm going to capture myself, but you already have me. Ah, they let him know that he's not the first loki to be a variant and they show this picture of all of these other weird loki my favorite one is cycling loki i'm thinking to myself lord of asgard when does he have time to go cycling clearly between times he's trying to take over universes i think so right then and there you see he he he's presented with the idea and there's a there's a really dope conversation he has with owen wilson's character uh who's kind of like his handler 
um, where Owen Wilson is just asking him basic questions and Loki's getting frustrated because he's saying like, you guys don't know shit about shit. Like, you lot are not the authorities on time. Like, you don't write my destiny. I write my own destiny. Every time there's somebody that thinks that, like, they're top dog, it's just out of insecurity. And I, I can't really say Loki's lines and do them just, with justice for verbatim, but he basically says it's like, when it comes to people like you that think you're, you know, big man on the block, yeah, it's just because you're a little child, really. It's like you have this delusion of power and that power makes you feel more powerful than you actually are and in truth you're just another character in somebody else's story but through that revelation when he actually comes across footage of his basically life his his future because bear in mind he, he there's a point where he sees what happens to him in thor um the dark world where you know he completely failed at taking over earth and he's locked up you see he sees what happens to him in um in Infinity War where he straight up dies and you see there's a moment there where some of the best acting I've seen Tom Huddleston do not to say that he's a bad actor but that was a banging performance where he goes from like happiness when he sees himself reconnect with his brother Thor his stepbrother Thor and realizing Thor didn't care that he was a frost giant that he wasn't really his biological brother he just wanted to love him as a brother and to be loved as a brother and Loki just didn't get that and in that moment he got it up until he sees uh, Thanos snap him like he snapped his glove when he got rid of the way. but this time he actually used his neck to snap and realized he wasn't coming back from that and that's that's his life and everything he was spitting before that about the insignificance of people that think that's significant but are really tiny people in that moment he realized he was talking about himself his destiny was always to just be the villain to make thor look better to make Thor become the hero he's supposed to be and make the Avengers become who they was meant to be. Kind of like a meta commentary on the comic books. Um, for people that, you know, have actually read the comic books, the formation of the Avengers in the comic books was to combat uh, Loki, which is a dope kind of turnaround the show's done. So where we lead up to in episode two is kind of him learning the ropes of the Time Various Agency. Also, him also having his own kind of machinations of you know trying to get around the system um yeah so just just before you continue yes. um just, just to make a brief point on episode one or the whole idea of the show loki yeah. which was nicely explained uh thank you very much um loki essentially uh for for me is a character that you know they they, they deleted a character and soft rebooted him just to try it out. Usually when people do that, when like they try and change a character, it never ends well. Yeah. But they actually um, heavily le leaned into, okay, we, we have a reason. We have a good reason. Mm -hmm. Trust us, we have a good reason. And therefore created a brand new character of Loki because this is not the same Loki. No, it's not. A lot of the mannerisms, but uh, uh, still very sneaky and still trying to get one up on everyone. So I thought that was uh, pretty cool that they literally rebooted the character and everyone loved it. Yeah. No, it's absolutely brilliant. So yeah, essentially in episode three, where we're up to now, is um, Loki's kind of discovered the uh, the existence of the other Loki. And he's expecting to see himself or a variation of himself. Um, and I don't know whether that's a commentary on his sexism. Uh, sexism. Um, but he just assumes that it's going to be another male Loki. And he's surprised to see that it's a female Loki. 
Um, they have an interaction between themselves, kind of like a little rep- a witty repart- a repartee between themselves. Uh, kind of, and you see a distinct difference between them two. He's very much the canonical Loki of the trickster. Like, you know, I'm kind of always going to be sarcastic. I'm going to be messing where she's more stern and serious and they have different abilities as well. He's, you know, about illusion. He understands, he's actually got the benefit of having magic. Whereas what we're, we're kind of led to believe with uh, the female Loki who actually hates being called Loki. She has her own name. Um, she didn't have the same life as Loki. She actually, um, I, it seems like she probably was raised by her giant mother. So, People that don't know, Loki's actually uh, a giant. He's not actually as a, an Asgardian. Um, as the show progresses, um, they have a fight. He uses this time panel to zap them to a very specific point in time on a very uh, specific planet where uh, the planet is actually about to implode. Uh, but the, dev- the time travel device that they use gets damaged and they're like, crap, we're not going to be able to get off this planet. And if we don't, we're dead, dead. Like, that's it. This planet is not going to make it. So this is it's kind of like this mini kind of um, road trip adventure. Like, Loki seems to like road trip adventures, but they have a mission to get on this train, which will lead them to this ship and take them off world. And the girl says, like, you don't get it. Everybody on this planet dies. Nobody makes it off, including the ship. The ship gets destroyed. It's like, ah, but you don't realize. In the normal timeline, they didn't have us, maybe our existence here might change that if we can get on that ship guaranteed that it leaves we might able might be able to save ourselves they go through the whole rigmarole of tricking themselves onto the ship while they're on the ship you know they're having banter they get to know each other they get to know their differences their similarities um and while that's happening loki kind of lets loose he's getting a bit sentimental he starts singing in traditional as guardian um he kind of reflects on his life and some of his missteps um but ultimately she doesn't really care uh she just wants to get off um the 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 planet before it explodes because she has her own plans right we don't know what her plans strictly are but we do know loki's plan he wants to somehow overthrow the time boys and basically go solo and create his own album his own mixtape at least um yeah. With the time boys in, 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 in place, that's not going to really work out. Um, now, all in all, like, so by the time you reach the end of the episode, um, everything kind of goes as time intended. Like, the, 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 yeah. the, uh, the adjacent planet gets, dis- uh, gets destroyed, implodes, and rocks are falling towards the planet that they are on. And eventually, that planet will literally destroy the planet that they're on. The ship that they were supposed to get onto, they don't make it onto it. That ship gets destroyed anyway, and at that point they were like, "Oh snap, uh, crap, we were screwed." Episode ends. Um, let me talk about my feelings about this episode. Yeah, I really, really enjoyed episode one. I really, really enjoyed episode two. Episode three felt very, very weak to me. Um, it felt weak mostly because I don't think the writing was quite there. Some of the humor didn't quite bang for me uh and this episode was very much predicated on sight gags and a few uh humorous lines but they didn't always hit and if i'm being perfectly honest ken um this loki variant that um is the big bad well we're led to believe is the big bad there might be a twist that there's an even bigger bad 
Um, yeah, for sure. She is boring. The writing for her, she is, she is boring. The writing for her is so so flat, so so boring. And I, do, do, do you know what? Do you know what I'm doing? I'm I'm a uh, because obviously to watch it back to back, yeah. it, it is great. Um, as people that have been listening know, we 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 um we find it hard to review on episode to episode basis. That's why we take quite big gaps. Yeah. And when we do review episodes, we don't try and review it too harsh because. Clearly, they're trying to take uh, tell a long form story. Mm-hmm. So this episode, I agree, it was much more slower. And what helped it even make that even more apparent was okay, f- from the beginning of the episode to the end of the episode, what has changed? Mm-hmm. And only a couple to well, not a lot of things have changed. Whereas from the episode two, uh, beginning to the end of episode two, a lot had happened. A lot had changed yeah. from the beginning of the episode. But there's not so much, and that's what made the slow parts feel even slower. Um, the only thing that changed really was their commodity. They 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 were together, but they really learned very quickly that okay, we can't do this individually by ourselves. We have to actually try. Uh, but then at the end, what happened at the end happened, and it seems like they're back at square one anyway. Yeah. So yeah, um, they moved forward, or they 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 moved forward in their characters emotionally a little bit but not much with everything else. Yeah. And the main thing is the plot. Um, however, talking about this episode, this episode had a budget. Oh, Tony, mm-hmm. this episode had a budget. They went for the um, no cutaway, single motion uh, uh, camera uh, type scene. So it never cut away from the action. Yeah. And, the, uh, and the visuals and the explosions and the CG was absolutely amazing. Yeah. Like, such a good way to end the episode such a nice addition to that because you always love to see it or we all love to see it but um once again unfortunately all that action doesn't <laughs> you can't exchange that as currency for the slowness of the episode yeah but once again you're halfway through maybe there's the slow episode and then things ramp back up remember in falcon and the winter soldier when bucky and uh sam were just chilling out like all right we're trying to figure stuff out and that was the penultimate uh episode i think yeah I'm not saying that the next episode is going to be crazy and wild, but, you know, sometimes small breaks happen in the show. So I'm genuinely surprised by that. I actually did not realize that it was uh, only six episodes. I was under the impression that it was uh, eight, like um, uh, eight or nine, like one division. I didn't think it was going to be a, a shorter form like um, Falcon Winter Soldier, which is interesting. Uh, uh, I think I could appreciate the brevity more. Hopefully episode four hits with a bang. And give context to maybe this week, uh, this week's weaker episode. Um, now, I think all in all, you're right, Ken. It is a, a bit harsh to judge it for where it is now. That's why I say it's the, it's, it's the weak episode. Not necessarily that it was bad. I don't think it was bad. I'd, um, I was I was still entertained. Uh, but I think with everything that episode two built up, episode three kind of fell. F- flat and it kind of felt like a uh ellipsis a dot a dragon ball z episode yeah it felt, it felt like a dragon ball z episode <laughs> it felt like a dot 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 wait for you know the next episode to really get on the next episode of dragon balls that's how it kind of hit like. that's how it kind of hit but you know all in all it's got that quality like you said it's got a budget i think unfortunately one thing i didn't notice about the budget some of the budget didn't go into the choreography some of the fight scenes are either not well shot or not well choreographed or both uh so it kind of like yeah yeah 
it kind of stood out to me when I was watching this, like, uh, Marvel's done better with fights, you know, than this. So, all in all, it was... A, I, I th- yeah, go for it. I, I, th- I think it's harder to do choreography when you're trying to do the one-shot trick as well. I mean... Whereas you can use the, you can use the cuts to kind of uh, hide bad yeah. uh, movement. Uh, and I think that's what happened here because I noticed some of the movements of the I was like, mm, that's kind of, no, I didn't quite like mm-hmm. it. But then I know if they had time to chop it up and be like, you know, like um, uh, the Winter Soldier film yeah. where you had Captain America absolutely bodying guys on the on the boat. Yeah. Um, and there was quite a few cuts in that. It, it looked beautiful and they just didn't have the luxury of this one. Um, but then again, how many good fight scenes uh, can you remember that had that, kind of uh, one flow style. I think John Wick did one of them, actually. John, John was, Wick has done several of those. Um, yeah, yeah, Dare, yeah. I thought it was Daredevil much. has the corridor screen, uh, the corridor scene, sorry, should I say? Uh, very you true, know, very true. You've got the progenitor of the one shot with Old Boy. You know, there's there's been so many moments of the, the one take that has actually been both shot well and well choreographed, and I think they kind of just whiffed it on this one. Maybe it was time... Maybe it was, you know, the actor's abilities at that moment. Um, who knows? But all in all, I thought the episode was fine, and uh, it's still recommended to watch. Um, in the whole, uh, in the wholeness of it, look forward to this week's episode, and hopefully, it hits with a bang. Uh, but enough about that, yeah. Ken. Uh, let's talk about Rick and Morty. Tell us about Rick and Morty, Ken. Another Universal type show, mm-hmm. yeah. Rick and Morty. Um, I, I mean. Does it even need an introduction? It needs no introduction. <laughs> I, I don't know of a single nerd that hasn't watched it to some capacity. Rick and Morty, as people should know, is a um, almost a bastardization. Well, it first started off like that of uh, Doc Brown and uh, and Marty from uh, Back to the Future. They made caricatures of these characters. Uh, and therefore, they just took the idea of a crazy uh, doctor or crazy scientist and his uh, young sidekick, uh, Rick and Morty. Uh, Rick is Morty's granddad, and it has now it is back with a brand new season. They're two episodes in. Um, this season so far has well, they didn't hold any punches <laughs> to be honest. Tony, have you seen any of the I've episodes only, for this I've new season? I've only seen the first episode. I haven't seen the second episode yet. Uh, but it, that first right. episode absolutely hilarious I, I think um when you when you explain the certain character that they introduced in it uh, already one of my favorite characters yep yep i mean it, it, it it's so good um and, and, it's, and I, ext- I described it to um another guy uh, that had watched it already because he's like oh ken tell me about what happens in the episode i was like nah bro all i can say is i felt like i watched a film in 22 minutes mm. That that that's what it felt like because of where it goes in this episode, um, and 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 the reason why it goes there, it almost like um, it's so easy to get philosophical with the show, but it it reminds me so much of like those questions that people ask: Oh, why why does this exist? Why does the planets exist? Why the moons and stars? They've done something similar in a previous episode mm. with the uh, car battery episode, right. where an entire universe was created because um, just the power is car. Yeah. And then what we see in this episode is, um, oh man, so so many plots in this. There, there were three plots, well, four plots that collided into each other. 
just rattling them, no no particular order. One plot was, um, oh, even five plots, potentially. Uh, the One plot was Summer going into Atlantis and reclaiming a horn, uh, which we don't get to see much of, but we just see glimpses of it. It's like a, a side story of a side story that we don't get to see, which if that was there. Rick and Morty are quite famous of. We've got another side story of uh, Beth and Jerry trying to decide if they're going to have a three-way with um, with the uh, King of the Sea, mm-hmm. which uh, which is interesting. Then you have uh, Rick entertaining the King of the Sea, and then we have uh, Morty finally uh, chilling out with his uh, long lost uh, his long lasting love Jessica. And then the big, big story that, you know, I thought was absolutely brilliant um, of his um, of of Rick using a new portal gun to enter a uh, dimension where time moves incredibly quickly in comparison to uh, in, re- in, in relation on, uh, to, to our current world or their current world. And all the purpose was, of that world was to age the wine that he threw into there uh, at an incredible rate so that you get a better quality wine for the people that don't know uh the longer you uh leave a bottle of wine unopened it actually gets better with time it's um it's it's beautiful in that Mm. way um and so in this uh pocket universe or alternate universe or wherever uh there's a family and then the guy was so the guy that was there the uh, father of the family he thought oh let me help mordian put um a crate of wine through the through the door and then Morty accidentally or maybe unconsciously closed the gate, uh, therefore allowing time to move at a um the regular rate. Yeah. And so when the guy went back, you know, his wife was pregnant before he went back. His son had been born and then the son had stabbed his dad and killed his dad yeah. because, you know, he left his mom's mm. that was heavily pregnant who died. And therefore the legend of the evil Morty yeah that um took his father uh, took his father away was born and then every new generation was building upon the story bro i saw so many film tropes i saw so many film ideas that we've seen for years and i loved every single moment you see you know you notice with the iconography of uh morty as time went on it went more and more uh, demonic like it started off as just like morty like with a horn then it became this whole demon by the end of it Yep, yeah. yep, yep. I love it. Yeah, it, it's so good. Um, and and the reason why that is that there's um uh, even more hilarious because that's how people depict um demons in in the folklore yeah. or, or like um legends and in, in, in books that we read today. Yeah. It's like, oh yes, this person was demonic. Um, I over time we saw a more grotesque image of, for example, the devil mm-hmm. in, in our world. And I I don't know the the, the first description of the devil. I, I I doubt it was what it's become in some instances. Yeah. Uh, but then again, it would flip differently because you got um, Lucifer mm-hmm. on, on Netflix who looks like a dashing tall, dark, you know, man. Yeah. Except, but, except uh, for when I you look I like a, a dashingly tall burn victim. Sometimes he looks like a burn victim. Oh yeah, sometimes he looks like a burn yeah. victim with wings. Mm-hmm. Um, angel wings. And you don't expect that. You expect the red skin and the, uh, and the goat legs. Right. But uh, yeah, no, it, I, it, it, it was great. It was fascinating to see how things progressed over that time and how it kept on interweaving all these different stories. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to think, like, what was the biggest uh, 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 messed up thing about this? And it was that how similar that uh, 
pocket universe race of characters, mm-hmm. how they are as human as us, where given enough time, yeah. people will forget. And I couldn't help but think about the pandemic, mm-hmm. <laughs> oddly enough, uh, the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, mainly because this ain't the first time we've had a, pa- a pandemic in, in human nation, mm-hmm. but it, it's long enough that people forgot all about it and therefore didn't act accordingly yeah. or pre- prepare enough. It's like people don't learn from time. People don't learn from our history. No. And that's exactly was the moral of how the new generations of this uh, pocket universe race were. Because, you know, he went away long enough to think that he was a myth, a legend. Mm-hmm. But when he popped back up, you know, everyone was like, oh my gosh, we have to increase our defensive. He's true. Yeah. And then it just kept on going, looping the same way. Yeah. Oh, we forgot that he existed. Until they reach a cybernetic uh, future yeah. where they just almost expect um, Morty to come back uh, because they're, they're robots now. They, they can't forget. Yeah. They don't like take up time to say like, oh, no, he was a myth. It was legend. He's never going to come back. They, they just prepared yeah. for him um, correctly, which led to um, them almost being defeated. Right. Uh, the minute I saw when we had the... Um, uh, the guy that got trained by his mum to go through the portal and take out yeah. Morty uh, when he accidentally pulled uh, Jessica in. I thought, yep, that's it. The, leg- the, 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 the legend of Jessica's done. Yeah. <laughs> We're done. But then they put her in a um, in a uh, stasis yeah. crystal, quite similar to Attack on Titan mm-hmm. with Annie because in Annie and Attack on Titan, she hasn't aged, she hasn't changed. She's just in stasis. Um, and she experienced time over hundreds of years uh, even thousands of years. I don't even know how long it was. Which may, and then she more or less said, "I'm a time god." The fact that she didn't go insane is 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 amazing within itself. Yeah, but yeah, there's a, there's a lot to take out from this episode. I, I'm not going to get too much into it because, like I said, we have an episode two. I, I think they're just having fun. Yeah. The writers are literally just saying, "All right, cool. What crazy concept can we use to make this episode?" I think of a crazy way to introduce it. Oh. Rick is getting a guest, so we're going to make a completely uh, a sideline sci-fi film-esque t- uh, episode. What? That, that, that's nuts. That's absolutely nuts. And they continue the same kind of craziness in the second episode. Um, second episode, uh, if you don't mind me talking about it, Tony, I'm not going to spoil too much about it. I'm not going to spoil anything about it, to mm-hmm. be honest, because I can just give you a, a brief overview. Go for it. The second episode is about... Um, um, is about uh, clones, oddly enough. Um, now, cloning is something that has been established in this universe uh, in some shape or form because we know that when we have the Citadels of Rick and all the different Ricks across the multiverse, those are essentially carbon copies but alternative, uh, alternate copies of Rick. Um, in his episode, we ha- and also in previous episodes, we know that he's able to clone Beth um, which made space Beth or uh, uh, action space Beth. So we know cloning is possible. Mm-hmm. In this episode, is about <laughs> Rick cloning his entire family to uh, protect his family from people attacking his family. And it gets messed up, man. It, it's crazy because you never know who's real. You never know what's fake. Uh, uh, it reminded me of, um, is it The Thing? original one where they were laughing at the end they didn't know who was real oh or yeah and oh classic classic yeah that that that, that paranoia of 
the unknown. You got just about enough, just enough information to make you doubt what is standing right in front of you. And it's oh, exactly. the thing is a classic for any person that has never watched the thing. Watch the original. The uh, the 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 the, the remake is pretty decent. Oh, but the original or have you like, or have you looking? Do you know what it reminded? What, what, me what did it remind you of? It reminded me of the first episode of Loki when he was about to walk through that machine. Yeah. He's like he started questioning. Oh am man, I, am I am, am I, I robot? Would I even know? It's one of those ones. It's like after watching the thing, or have you looking at your family? Be like, which one of you lot are like some sort of demonic monster? Like I, re- I remember, right? I, I, like I was just look at your brothers. Like I remember how you were sweating in church that day. Like oh, there's something going on with you, bruv. Mm, it sounds like the it looks like the Hollywood was getting to yeah. you, bro. You you good? <laughs> but yeah, no, like um, I look forward to watching that episode too. Uh, but let's get into the the main crux. Uh, just to have a, a refresher of people, you know, for anybody that's actually you know skipped ahead. I don't know why you'll do that. I don't know why you'll be that monster to just skip ahead because we're talking about good stuff here. But for all of the people that stuck around with us or have skipped ahead into this episode, do one thing if you haven't done it already. Give us a like. You know, just just press that button. Give us give us your hearts so we can have them in our hands and and squeeze them a little bit, but not in a creepy way. But just give us a like. Give us a follow. Show your appreciation because we appreciate you, but we can only know to appreciate you if we know that you appreciate us. It's a kind of a chicken and an egg kind of situation. You know, be the chicken or be our egg or be both. I don't know. I digress. But let's talk about the final thing here, Ken. <laughs> we are talking yeah. about Fast and the Furious 9. Oh, that's not what they called it. They called it F9. F9 <laughs> or colon the quick and the angry or colon the fast footed and the extremely pissed whatever you want to call it this movie ken this movie oh i'm gonna get spoilerific from the beginning so this is your warning people uh and the reason why i'm doing this is because this movie has no plot it has no reason to actually have things happen except for them to happen so don't worry, people. When, when I'm talking about stuff, you don't need to worry about it. If you intend to watch it, you're not going to be missing much from what I'm saying. You're not going to be necessarily, oh, shucks, I wanted to learn that from myself. Uh, anything that I do say is, is already been put in the trailer. Um, any moment-to-moment stuff might be a revelation, but it'll be in service to actually explain this movie. So, Ken, Fast and the Furious, we are eight movies down this is the ninth to come out how do you feel uh, as a whole about this franchise tell me how you feel about the franchise the franchise um i i it reminds me of uh those youtube parodies that like all right cool how do we how do we one-up ourselves right. next how, how do we go crazy yeah. like and there would like a lot of tv shows and films or parodies of them always make that joke of oh you're gonna go so far that you're gonna end up in space yeah. Either with aliens or uh, uh, on the moon or something like because that, that's where it goes. Like if you've conquered Earth with all your insanity, what goes next? And that's how I always saw Fast and the Furious. These lot were street racing heists, uh, criminals. Yeah. They, they will heist and, 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 and steal from people by night and then also race cars uh, by night as well, I guess. Yes. <laughs> but um, it start, that's what they started off as. People that just r- r- race fast cars, and that's mm-hmm. it. Then all of a sudden, we're all the way at nine. They are involved in government and international uh, espionage. Mm-hmm. Well, I can, I can pulling off the craziest. I stunts. can, I can. Do you know what I can say to that? 
that is not new. So it's it's really easy to forget this fact, but the government has always been there. Case in point, Paul Walker's character was actually working for the FBI. So in terms of the involvement of the governments and agents and stuff like that, it's not quite new. So I had a conversation with people that is like, what's going on? Now there's like secret agents involved and the FBI and the CIA is like, it's, it's not new. They've been there since the very day dot. It's just that now they got spaceships, apparently. They got jetpacks. They got guys with like cybernetic yeah. spines on Hobbs and Shaw. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. But all in all, Ken, like your enjoyment of the franchise, how do you feel about it? Well, it, it, it goes back to what we've talked about before. It's the rule of cool, mm-hmm. man. Like some of these lot of these set pieces, some of the one liners, some of the jokes. Um, even some of the crazy things like uh, The Rock busting out of his car because it's go time. Yeah, yeah. Like he, he's ready to go. That's so stupid. Yeah. But it's so bloody cool. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it, it gets a bly in some instances. Yeah. But um, from what I've heard from you a little bit and what I've heard from other people, this film ain't getting a bly. You can't like do some cool stuff and then still get away with some of the rubbish that they did in the I, film. But that's how I've always saw the franchise. Like even from the first one with their drifting yeah. and they had a little animation that like uh, simulating a camera going through the pipes yeah. to see it flare up. And that was I miss cool, those man. days. They don't do that no more. I guess like maybe they feel like people are over it of seeing a gas getting pumped through compressed tubes and igniting to cause furious, fast and furious combustion. Uh, that should be the colon for the next movie. They shouldn't call it Fast 10 or Fast X. They should call it Fast and Furious Combustion. It will work. It will sell tickets. I should be in marketing. Oh my God, totally. I should be in marketing, <laughs> Ken. I am a genius. Anyway, let's right. get into the film. Right. All right. So this movie, it opens up with Dom and Letty on a farm. And they're there with Dom's kid. Beautiful little boy, curly head. He's like, he's adorable. He's just oh, so cute. And they see a car. They're like, okay, you know what to do. So they hide him in a box underneath the barn. And Dom gets out a shotgun. He's like, oh, yeah, we're about to go. And next thing you know, it's Tyrese's character, Roman, stepping out of the car. He's like, is everything okay, guys? Uh, What's going on? Um, And at that moment, I'm thinking to myself, like, all right, you're of the understanding that, you know, Dom is like a wanted man. And, you know, things are going on in his life. You should have called ahead. They explained that. They had the decency to explain that. So at this point, Letty and Dom are living such reclusive lives. They don't actually even have a phone to communicate with people. So it kind of makes me think, suffice to say, anytime somebody shows up, you're always going to be going DEFCON 9 and trying to shoot them with a shotgun. That doesn't really sound like a good idea. Maybe have, you know a basic pay-as-you-go mobile, just in case. I don't know. But they get into it. They find out what's uh, why they showed up. There is a new threat in town. And that threat is in the form of John Cena. And when Dom realizes this, he's like, oh, my God. I can't believe it's him. And who is he to Dom? Now, again, this is not a spoiler. This is in the trailer. John Cena is Dominic Toretto's white brother. And why I say white, because they don't bother to explain the fact that Dominic Toretto's dad, which you see in flashbacks. Now, bear in mind, there's several flashbacks in this, mil- in this film, and it's all pertaining to the Toretto family. Uh, Dominic Toretto's dad, him, and his brother. They never explain the fact that John Cena is clearly a white man with, like, no Hispanic-looking 
greatness in him. Now, I could be completely wrong. For all I know, John Cena is actually uh, is John Manuel and he's actually Hispanic and he changed his name for Hollywood. I don't know. But for the sake of argument, in this movie, John Cena is actually uh, John, uh, John Juan Manuel Cena in this film. And he's Dominic Toretto's mm. half-brother. Um, and we alluded to the fact that it's probably his half-brother. They even make a reference to uh, like Charlie Theron's character in it, who was a villain in the previous film, uh, the big bad of some other spy organization. She actually ended up killing the mother of Dom's child. Um, and the whole thing about it is that what kicks this, or kick this off, like they got suspicion that she's going to be broken out by John Cena's character and they need to stop that from happening. Yeah. Now, that's essentially the, the the whole film. That's it. What I've just said there is essentially the whole plot. Things just oh, things wow. just happen after that, right? Now, I'll talk. I'll talk about. Let me talk about the good stuff. The good stuff for me, and a lot of people might not agree with me on this, is all of the flashback stuff. It actually goes back to a very simpler time in Fast and Furious, where it was just about the cars. It was about racing really, really fast and furiously, almost maybe to the point of ang- that it was too fast. It was too furious. Oh, don't talk about that film. I hate that film with a passion. It's like the. <laughs> uh, do you know what I'll say this, and I'll cap this off at the end. Actually, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it at the end. Right. So the flashbacks deals with the Toretto family. You got the Toretto, uh, John Toretto's dad. Who do you know? It's the really weird thing about the flashbacks. I need to say this off the bat. Right, is the fact that yeah. when you see the flashbacks, Dom's dad, he's a handsome dude, really handsome dude. Probably looks like he's in his late thirties at best. Now they look at you look at the person playing Dominic Toretto, young Dominic Toretto. Bear in mind this is in the past. This is in 1989, right? So let's assume that you know, um, thingy is about 50 years old. Dom is about 50 at this point, right? Similar to Vin Diesel's age, right? This is 1989. So do the math, Ken. That's almost what 30 years ago now. What 1989? Almost 30 yeah. years ago. Yeah. yeah, it's about 32 years ago, give or take. Yeah. I, I don't even know why I asked you to do the math. I was born in 1989 and I'm 32. What the hell? Anyway, I, I digress. <laughs> I, I digress. So it's 32 years ago. God damn, I felt stupid in that moment in time. It's, it's 32 years ago. Mathematics. And Dom's dad, who looks like he's in his late 30 at best, but Dom somehow looks like he's 30 himself. This grown ass man is pretending to be the son of a late 30 year old man. I, I mean, okay, cool. I'm going to go with it, right? And the crazy thing is that. Ob- Tony, they, 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 blew the, they, they blew the budget on the, on the studs. Clearly they did. <laughs> but the only thing that led to actually know, because they don't say his name until later, later but in the, within the flashback, to, for us to know that is Dom is the fact that he's wearing a white t shirt. That's it. The actor does not look anything yeah. like Vin Diesel. That tracks. He's like clearly taller than Vin Diesel. Uh, you know, he's a handsome guy. You know, I, I get why they cast him. But like... Was he, ho- was he holding a corona? No, he was like just kind of screaming like... All right. <laughs> I don't know. It was weird. So the whole thing is like they do this flashback. They show that his dad was a NASCAR driver in the middle of a race. He goes into the pit stop. Um, him and his brother are there. His brother um, is checking over the car, closes the bonnet. He's ready to go into the race. And there's a rivalry with another racer who uh, 
wants to get round Dom's dad, but cheats. He knocks the back of his car, which sends the car flying into the railing and immediately explodes. And I'm like, what the hell? And his dad dies right in the middle of that. And it sounds like it was covered in gasoline. It, it was, it, there's a reason for that. There's a plot point. Um, so what happens later is uh, after all of, everything's said and done, this is the dope thing about the flashpoint, uh, the flashback is that it actually explains a plot point that was established in the first movie. So, you know, in the first movie, I don't know whether you can remember the whole thing about Dom. He went to prison for beating a man near to death with a wrench, right? The flashback explains right. that the guy that he almost beat to death was actually the other race car driver that ended up kill being what looked like responsible for his dad's death. So the guy was kind of abusing right. uh, his younger brother. He gets involved. The guy says the wrong thing and he proceeds to beat the crap out of the guy with the ring. And I thought to myself, he just needed a reason. He just needed a reason. And I thought reason. that was oh, dope. you're a dick in life. I thought that was dope. Like it yeah. took nine movies to do it, but we actually, like it was a, it was a, a show don't tell situation. They told us in the first one, they finally showed us in this one. And that was the last point, Ken, in this film that I thought was dope. It, 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 at that point, it just proceeds on to like, what are we doing next? Well, we need something to do with cars and explosions and actions. What reasons do we have for it? Don't worry about it. We'll figure out when we get to it. So right then and then, they get uh, intel that somehow this guy is in this forested area up in the mountain somewhere. I can't even tell you. But it tries to do that. Uh, Captain America Civil War thing where it has big bold white writing to tell you where it is but because at this point you really don't care you don't even bother to read the words you're just thinking to yourself like alright cool you kill the momentum Let, let's go let's go so they're there right they don't even explain how they get there they're just there but before that happens um, there's a whole plot point where Dom says nah he doesn't want to get involved he wants a simple life with his son just a razor right. but Letty says no we have to do this I'm out of the game. I'm retired. And out of nowhere, he appears with his cars like, oh, family. Right. I'm here to go with family. Right. We're going we're gonna to do this together because we're family. Um, and they go on a mission. They just end up in this place. They don't, they don't explain how they got this intel. And it proceeds to this dope, like kind of a dope car chasing in the jungle where there's a minefield that comes up and somehow Tej is able to do the calculations uh, that these mines have a delayed detonation of 1.5 seconds. So the only way you'll be able to clear it and maybe clear the explosion after the delay is moving at 80 miles per hour. Bear in mind, this is rocky terrain. So at best, at, at best really and truly, you'll probably be able to maintain somewhere between 70 to 80 miles per hour, not a consistent 80, but they proceed anyway. Forget physics, explosions and shockwaves don't <laughs> exist apparently. So right. your organs are going to be completely yeah. fine. So they go through it. All of these explosions, they're popping off minefields while being chased by this other uh, this organization. I think it's some invading army because they wasn't supposed to be there. But there is this one dope moment before the chasing where uh, they get approached by this army, right? And... Tyrese's character Roman gets kind of pinned down by this army completely surrounded and he's like oh this is it this is where I die but he picks up an AK-47 and just kind of goes spit turns around action movie moment multiple angles while he's going around takes out this whole crew of guys and he asks the question at the end of all of this like stupidness with the the chase scene in the jungle and the other even more stupidness again this is in the trailer where somehow Dominic is able to connect a rope 
while driving, connect a rope to the underside of the car, use it, swing it over like the car is Spider-Man, but in the form of a Chevy, across one part of the island to the other and land without a bloody scratch can, not even a dislocated shoulder, not even a paper cut on their finger. It, it, it doesn't make any sense. But they get back to base and Roman asks a, a very interesting question. Again, I'm not doing this verbatim, but it says like, guys, we've been doing this for years now. One crazy moment after another, like death-defying things, almost physics-defying things, and we're still alive, unhurt. Most of the time, we walk away without a scratch. Isn't that weird to you? And I thought that was dope. That was a moment where they were talking to the audience and saying, like, hey, we get you. We do some crazy stuff and we're completely fine. And Tej actually turns around and says, like, dude, you're right. It's almost like maybe we're invincible. Maybe, maybe we're... I bet he turns and winks at the camera. He doesn't even <laughs> do that. He turns to the girl, laughs at her, and is like, yeah, or maybe you just a dumbass. It's like completely undercuts a perfect opportunity to actually have like a wink to the camera moment. It was like, we get you. This stuff is ridiculous. You're here for the ride and we're going to give you. They just undercut it with what starts off and completely consistently goes on to be bad joke after bad joke after. Like there's no humor. There's no yeah. genuine humor in this, in this film. Like it's actually no, really poorly written. Like, Every single scene doesn't make sense. Like from that point on, um, that's when you are, you know discover you see John uh, John Cena's character. They go to another mission where he's in somewhere in Europe. I want to say in Ireland or Scotland, Edinburgh. They're in Edinburgh, right? Yeah. And they track him down there because they put a, a tracker on him. They never explain how they got the tracker on him. And he's there. He's there to steal something. Um, this MacGuffin, there's a massive MacGuffin in it. Uh, this MacGuffin is basically two pieces of this orb that can, I don't know, link into the internet and control every satellite on the planet. And yeah. and if once he can do that, he can control the world because he can send off a rocket all over the way. Bear in mind, Ken, they never explain once why his motivation is to control the world. The yeah. only... Uh, yeah, they try like uh, sins before. Well, crazy... Okay, let me get into it, right? They do kind of explain it. What you find out is that, and this is through one of the flashbacks, when Dominic is arrested, he's in prison, right? Working on cars, like you do. And this is where he meets those uh, Hispanic guys that show up in Fast and Furious, I think, five when he goes to Brazil. You know, the com comedy relief, which is racist within itself. Like these guys that are just speaking a native tongue just happened because they can't speak English. They're, they're comic relief. Again, a lazy writing seems like some, uh, Michael Bay type nonsense right there, but I digress. So they're there, the young versions of them. That's how he meets them for the first time. He's working on the car and they told him, Hey, watch out there. There's a leak in this valve. And you know, if that valve gets gas compressed through it, it's going to blow up. Like, and that's when Vin Diesel realizes, Oh, that's exactly the same way my dad died. And he thinks back to when his br yeah. brother opened up the hood. It must have been his brother to do it. So he confronts his brother when he breaks out of prison and he races and said, like, if you win this race, you get to go home. If you lose the race, you keep driving. You never turn around because I know what you did. You killed our daddy. Man. And he doesn't give him a chance to speak. That sounds like love and basketball. It's, Play me for your oh, heart. <laughs> oh, I love that movie. That's a classic. But, um... Nah. Ken, there's so much stuff that happens in this film and I would go beat for beat to actually break it down. But the more I realize it's like this movie is dumb and not in a cool dumb like the previous movies were because I appreciate Fast and Furious 
one to five barring two fast and furious right because they at least gave you reasons right. to connect dope scene after dope scene right there was a compelling reason exactly. to care about these characters afterwards there was less so but i still appreciate it because they said you know what leave your disbelief at the door you're here to be entertained with flying cars flying fists and fast furious action that's why the fast what the fast and the furious or occasionally we go back by go by ff and you can fill the f's with it whatever you want you know maybe you give a f in this movie ken i did not give an f i had no f's to give Ah, this very good it, very good very bro, it really makes sense why they called it f9 and not ff9 or fast and furious 9 because <laughs> yeah. ken they lost yeah. the f they, they they didn't know what the f that they were doing they were effing ridiculous clearly somebody rather than being in the writing room writing some stuff maybe writing some f's in this movie said nah nah i don't have any f's to give so i'm not even gonna write them i'm gonna go in the corner and get high told the director i want to see this and the director's gonna do it ken this movie is is lazy it's humorless it's without a, a a real cogent plot moments of decentness when it comes to storytelling but just kind of gives up not even halfway through a quarter of the way through and just says we're just gonna throw yeah. cars at you we're just going to throw fists at you. And the the worst thing about it, Ken, the fight scenes are so sloppily directed and sloppily, like, choreographed. It's like, the only, there's actually a dope scene in it. Let me take that back. There's a dope fight scene in it. They're in Tokyo, Japan. And it's um, Letty plus um, generic light-skinned girl. I always forget a name in the story. and right. But you know who I'm talking about, the tech geek girl that was, uh, was introduced from yeah. way back. The one that was in Game of Thrones. Her, yeah. right? I know what you're talking about. And this new character who... So, it, again, this is from the trailer. Han is, is, is still alive. They explain how he was still alive. He never actually died. It was all a government conspiracy to get him off the board. Again, convenient because that's the same thing they did with Letty. I'm just waiting for them to somehow do it with Paul Walker's character. But they probably can't because he's dead but i wouldn't put it, I, nah, bro, I wouldn't that. put it past them to do it in the ninth movie and just have his brother with his cg face all over him just spitting on his grave mm. because they don't care anymore ken they really don't care and i watched this thing in cinema ken i watched it in cinema and i fell asleep like as bad as like some of the other stories were in the previous fast and furious movie, i've never fell asleep because there's always something entertaining i fell asleep ken this movie was dead it was <laughs> it was dead like Paul Walker, God rest his soul. Ah, oh, behave, bro. <laughs> I'm saying it was just, it was just, and, and you know, I was excited for things like uh, John Cena and John Cena tried his best, but the poor script just kind of highlighted that he's not an actor. He's, he's a wrestler and he's been in stuff where he's been really, really funny, really good actor like Trainwreck. This was not the one, bro. This was not the source. This was not the source <laughs> for the rice. That's all I have to say about that. Yeah, it's it, it's a shame hearing all of that because, um, as you know, Fast and Furious is consistently hyped on a regular basis. It does feel like um, the actors are getting old and they kind of have to slow things down and just try and amp up the action to mask that, all right, cool, we, we, you know, we shouldn't really be doing this shit no more. <laughs> and uh, that's what I felt with this film. Yeah, it's, it's, it's it, I don't know, man, like, I I will watch it, but at the same time, I recognize what this is. I'm more interested in what happens next. 
Oh, like, are they going to bury underneath Ken. the ground and find more people? More people? Are they going to find aliens? Can you uh, think Mars? you know what this yeah. is? And I think you're under the impression of like, oh, it's just going to be a dumb, fun action movie. You'll be right with most of that, except for the fun part. This is a dumb action movie. Like, pardon me one moment. <coughs> There's no fun in this movie. Bless you. There's no fun, Ken. Like, the moments where you... Th- oh, Tony, Tony didn't like, the moments you think to myself, okay, this is where the good stuff is going to happen. It's like, nope. No good stuff. Just a generic car chase. A generic fight. It's dead. <coughs> so... Bless you. Yeah, I, I, I get that, man. Like, I remember um, that there is one film that I felt like, this, this person was not utilised. This is incredibly underwhelming by the end of it you're literally god but you didn't do anything about it and that was is it tron mm. legacy with jeff yeah. bridges where he was stuck there for how many years now he walked in he touched the floor i was like oh shit he's about to go he's about to go off mm-hmm. in this club he literally just turned the lights off he didn't do nothing yeah and, and that, that was that yeah. was upsetting um but it's also anticlimactic like okay what's the point of hyping up this 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 guy or this thing and then only to whimper at the end of yep. it and that's what it sounds like happened with fast nine where there's a lot of setup there's a lot of like oh here we go here we go and then no yeah yep, yep. no we ain't got the biggest nowhere. climax again and this is where i cap off the, the 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 analysis of this film the biggest the biggest upset in this film is that there's a scene early on where tyrese is in this massive kind of like tank car thing and he's uh the the back of the convoy in terms of the uh the the minefield and he's taking kind of like the beatings off of these explosions until one time it's like it really gets hit by a big explosion it goes upside down he's trying to crawl through the car go out the window and he lands right in front of a mine and while the 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 car is dangling above him uh kind of wedged between two rocks about to fall on him and he has to get away the car falls while he's trying to run away it gets bounced up by the explosion and it looks like it literally drops on him only for us to find out that actually dropped in front of him and he walks right out the side and they didn't kill him ken this is the worst thing that the movie did it made me believe that they finally killed roman and he was still alive to be annoying for the rest of the film and nah. the rest of the franchise. Are you sure you haven't watched Game of Thrones? <laughs> Honestly, Ken, because of that one scene, I'm giving. If I was to rate it, I know we don't normally rate it. I'm gonna rate this movie as one uh, half a star, half a star out of five. Ken, this movie was a. This wow. movie took me on a date, made me pay for oh, that ass. date. Like imagine me, I was you know I'm a woman, first date with a guy. This movie was the guy. It took me on a date, made me pay for the date. Tried to put his hands on me. But wasn't really even good at it. Mm. Didn't bruv, Tony. When didn't take me to dinner. Asked me to get him a Uber home. This movie took the piss, Ken. Mm. This movie took the pee, Ken. This movie should be should it it should be erased because it's the I would say it's this the the only blemish next to Too Fast Too Furious because at least Too Fast Too Furious had fun moments. This movie didn't have fun moments. This movie was a big f you, but not. That's sad. It shouldn't be called F9. It should be called FU. <laughs> and is there any questions you want to ask me, Ken? Anything you want to you want to you want to hit me with? 
Yeah, how many action scenes? There was quite film? a few. It's just that most of them were forgettable. A lot of them were forgettable. Uh, or oh, either that, true. or you already saw them in the trailer. Yeah, there was a lot of that yeah. in the trailer. They, they were really trying to sell they, this film. They really tried to sell this film. And so far, you know, obviously they're measuring it off of pandemic numbers. The movie seems to be doing well, but I, 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 I shit you not, Ken. The next movie has to be the last one because I they've they've they basically said we don't care about this franchise anymore. We're only doing this yeah. because you're paying for it and you're making us money. We stopped caring a long time ago, but at least we had fun with it. We we can't even have fun with this anymore. This is a paycheck, and we're just going to work in Sainsbury's. We don't actually care. Hmm. So yeah, um, that. You know, should we, should we wrap it up there, Ken? Uh, yeah, man. Uh, it, it's it's nice to keep it nice yeah. and short. Uh, a lot, a lot, lot, a uh, lot to come. Uh, quite a few films yeah. coming out later yeah. on this week. Uh, quite a few shows that are just ongoing now. Um, I've almost, like I said, I've almost got my uh, Monday to Friday. Mm. Uh, Monday Rick and Morty, Wednesday Loki, Friday Bad Batch. I'm just missing a Tuesday and Thursday, yeah. Tony. Can you recommend me a Tuesday and a Thursday? I can't recommend you a Tuesday and a Thursday, but what I can recommend you for the future, I just saw the trailer today, right? This new show, and Ken, you're a fan of The Expanse, right? Oh well, I've got something yeah. for you that's going to give you those expanse fires. So it's a new uh, Apple TV Ew, show coming out school uh, coming out soon. It's called The Foundation. The trailer's out there. It looks like a dope show, like great visual world building in terms of sci-fi. I don't know the real gist of it, but off of the trailer, it looks like it's a far from future where humanity's kind of mastered a form of immortality where they constantly clone each other, but they go from place to place in terms of the 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 cosmos and take they take over they control and they've created this whole galactic empire but there's a prophecy from this uh from this man and this is actually based off of a series of books which uh, the trailer sold me so much i want to actually start reading the books but check out the foundation uh just check out the trailer for now i think it's the first thing that yeah it's the first thing to come out of uh apple tv plus whatever it's called uh, to make me interested to actually subscribe to Apple TV. Um, oh, you never saw C? No, I'm curious about it, but not enough for me to subscribe. Because um, I want, I, you know oh, me, Ken, so I like sort... to keep legal, wink, yeah. wink. Um, but yeah, other than that, there's there's nothing, uh, there's nothing oh. for Thursdays and Fridays at the moment. Uh, except for, you know, the typical well, throwaway TVs, the stuff that we don't really talk about, yeah. but we do watch. Yeah, I'm more excited about the uh, announcements that are floating around. Obviously, we got Shang Chi yes. coming out, Black Widows finally. Finally, come out. we um um I saw an article talking a little bit about uh Into the Spider Verse two, mate. That that just needs to be in front of me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, there's there's a lot of announcements flying around. There's a lot of things yeah. that changed. Um, one of the biggest change, uh, oddly enough, isn't related to uh, TV or or, or, mm-hmm. or films. And that was our uh, health secretary <laughs> resigning. Oh, because he was caught slipping. <laughs> My man was caught slipping oh, in four in his own office, no doubt. Like they're, they're trying to figure out who leaked the footage. So uh, uh, essentially, our health secretary, who was basically encouraging us in the UK, keep two meters apart. You know, quarantine, safety, and all of that. While in the middle of the damn p- pandemic, not recently when things are opened up. I'm talking about in the early days of this. My man 
is up yep. there with his secretary. Bear in mind, she's happily, ma- well, <laughs> was happily married with... Well, he's up there getting up He's there, up there getting it? up there. Was happily married with three kids. Himself married with three kids. Just giving her the political pipe in his office. Called, caught on camera. No doubt. And the crazy thing is when you see the footage, if you ever get curious and or you haven't seen it, right? Check out the footage. My man is literally standing, not like off in the corner, not in the awkward angle where you're trying to guess if it is. Right smack dab, center frame in the footage underneath the character. He wasn't even trying. I think he wanted to get caught. I think really and truly he woke up one day and said, you know what? I've had enough with success. I'm a white man with white privilege. I'm a cisgendered white male. This is just too much for me. I, I need to I need, I need to prove that I deserve all of this success. So I'm going to destroy my life and build myself up again because I'm a white man. I can do it. And guess what, bro? <laughs> you got your wish. You flew too close to the sun, and like Icarus, you plummeted. You plummeted. And and on That's the other it. side, the woman. There's footage of her husband kicking her out of the house, literally packing her stuff into the car. It's so mad. It's- so oh my god you know what it reminded me of when i was looking at a picture it's like that song that chris brown da- uh the deuces bro i was playing deuces ah. in my head when i was watching that picture and after off of the b-side i was playing these hoes ain't loyal like straight up yeah yeah but anyway oh, uh so it's sad. been a great week this week just you know personally it's been a great week in terms of content hopefully we have another great week and hopefully you people out there listening to us come join us we got big things coming up I've, I've made connections with really cool guys really cool uh women and hopefully we can you know get together at the right time things are open now and you know we can get them over and actually uh have them on our show and just just have a great time uh look out for that guys in the future so this is me and ken you can catch us on our socials on deck the podcast i am mr ken and royal that royal dot majesty i almost forgot my own instagram handle and follow us there you know share us like us do the damn thing and peace adios people